loves icebreaker time. Would you rather work a nine to five job that pays well, but you absolutely hate knowing you could never pursue your passions or quit your job to pursue what you're truly passionate about, not knowing if you'll succeed or not? On the show, take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M. These are just the tip of the iceberg questions that help us get to know the co-host for that episode while allowing a safe environment for them to talk about things that don't always make us live, laugh, love. Along the way, we'll break out the liquid courage and get deep while having our fair share of laughs throughout the process. Now sit back and enjoy the segment and don't be surprised by who or what kind of advice you'll take from today. Hi, my loves. Welcome or welcome back to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M. So this is going to be a strange episode. I only say strange because there's not a co-host. It's just me. I'm trying to get better at um, having episodes with just my voice, just myself and my thought process. Um, And, you know, there's going to be more out there. I promise you. But right now, I thought it was very special and important to go ahead and um, air this episode for Father's Day and talk about my father, Eric. Um, This is going to be very interesting um, for me, at least, because I feel like our relationship has been very back and forth. I love him with everything in me, Um, I guess hot and cold, but in like the best way possible. And I love him with everything in me. And he's the one person that I can go to when I'm like really upset. I know if I reach out to him, he'll make me feel better. And it's like the weirdest thing because him and I are usually the one that argues the most, uh, which is very passionate. But I want to go ahead and uh, talk about my relationship with my father and uh, his background, essentially. Um, And I feel like why he is the way he is and uh you know he'll probably listen to this and be like that's absolutely wrong and hopefully we'll be able to have him um on the episode or on the podcast uh soon to tell his story and uh prove me wrong if if that's the case um but let's go ahead and uh and uh jump right into it So um, essentially, the earliest memory I have of my father and I, and I just recently told him about this, actually, but the earliest memory I essentially have of him and I were when, because I used to sleep like crazy. If if you ask anyone, like my siblings, um, family members, and ask them like how I was as a child, they will tell you I was snoring, Zs. I like was always asleep. And my dad, you know, being such a hard worker coming from um, Africa to America, he was just always working. And so on the weekends or any time he had free, me and him would always take naps together. Now, I remember this moment because I remember just like being able to like lay on his chest and allow his heartbeat to kind of like soothe me to sleep. And I say this now, and every time I think about this moment, it makes me want to tear up, and it's so gross and disgusting. (laughs) But, you know, like, he very much can be my peace at times where um, I don't expect it. 
just because sometimes we do have very different opinions when it comes to uh, things and I'm always having to harp on him on how he shouldn't be thinking like that and and, you know it's a process but I love him so very much like that's my earliest memory and that's the the one thing I'll I'll keep so near and dear to me is uh, our, our naps together are, are those moments now my relationship with him um like I said is not gonna say rocky like I we're in a really good place but before we weren't I say that only because um you know, there are times, and I don't blame him specifically, but, you know, like, we came from Africa, you know? Like, that's... The the African background or culture is very much built off of, you know, men being the head of household, and you have to listen to um, your elders and, you know, the man of the house, and you have to cook and you have to clean, etc., and being a teenager growing up, when my older siblings had moved out, um, itself was kind of hard for me to kind of grasp as to why I was the only one cooking, as to why I was the only one cleaning when my brother, who was just um, like he was like he was the one that or I guess we were both like just a part of like the household as well like we were all in it together like why he he didn't have to do those things and so being a young teenager I would always fight against it every time you'd be like Meryl or M whatever at this point (laughs) you have to clean this you have to make sure you know there's always food on the table like you know like when I come back from work or when um, your brother gets home and for me it was just astonishing as to why I was given these responsibilities and at the time my mom was out of town working so when my dad was truck driving and he would come home like these were the conversations that we would have I would always tell him why do I have to do it when you know Jeremy is you know just as capable my brother uh, to be able to do these things as well he would say as a woman and I was like no 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 stop right there it doesn't matter if I'm a woman I'm a human being so I have to learn these these traits to cook and to clean and to care for myself just as much as my brother should learn how to cook and clean and care for himself because he's a human being and he has to learn how to has how to I guess like live with what's the even word that I'm looking for like what is the even word what is the word I'm looking for um has to learn how to I guess like maintain um a certain standard of living and I think eventually my dad started to um you know get away from these ideals I think only after I had moved out did that take place um so we had gotten into a really big argument and at the time i had just gotten out of a really really um rocky relationship i i I say rocky because i didn't think anything was going to happen and then it he broke up with me and then it was i guess i felt like my world was like flipped upside down 
And um, I was still coping with that and working a corporate job at the time, my first corporate job, let alone. And um, I remember telling myself, like, I need to do something bigger than this. I need to do something bigger than myself. Like, I needed to feel something different. And so um, when Hurricane Sandy, if I'm not mistaken, hit um, Houston, uh, the church that I was going to went ahead and um, were going to do a, like a rescue relief program, and I immediately signed up for it. Granted, I did this without consulting with them first because, I mean, essentially I was the only um, older, grown-up, uh, quote-unquote, that was in the house when my parents um, were working. So... I definitely should have consulted with them to kind of see how things would work and, you know, make plans so that they weren't being left alone, um, unkept. And even that, I feel like, is already a lot. Because it's like, I'm a child as well. Like, why do I have to be making all these plans and everything like that? But maybe that's just the selfish aspect of me still, uh, still thinking. But anyways, so I told them I signed up for it told him and my mother that I signed up for my father, um, my mother, and uh, the conversation went really south. At the time, um, they had told me that it was really selfish of me to want to do something like this, and it hurt me so much because I was trying to be as selfless as possible in helping people in need, and I needed to feel something more than what I was feeling, and that was the hurt from the heartbreak. Now, they didn't understand that, um, and those are the words that they chose. So that was something that always um, stayed with me. Now, I've had this conversation with them recently about this because, you know, I've told them, hey, there were things that happened in our in my childhood, just the feeling the, the neglect and, you know, you guys leaving me in the situation to kind of fend for my siblings. And... Although everyone does it, um, I mean, everyone essentially that has like foreign parents, foreign parents, um, immigrant parents, and uh, they live in like a big household with a lot of children. I'm sure that happens very often. But I needed to address that with them to let them know that I didn't love the fact that they would leave me with my younger siblings and the only time they would want to communicate with me is to see if you know the dishes were done if the you know the siblings had been fed or you know the bills had been paid and I just remember feeling so alone in a time that I already had felt heartbroken it's almost like who was tending to my needs at the time so after that argument um I so after the argument, I basically told uh, my dad that I was moving out. And um, essentially, the conversation didn't even start with me wanting to move out. I just told him I was going to go help a friend look at apartments. And he just assumed that I was moving out because I guess our conversation and I got pretty heated. And I did not correct his assumption. I said, you know what? Yes, I'm leaving. And in a way, 
it kind of hurt because I don't think he really, um, he didn't give me much pushback. He actually asked me more questions to like see if, you know, it was the right decision, but not in like a negative way, in a positive way. And maybe that was just his reverse psychology. But I was like, dang, you're not even gonna, you're not gonna even fight for me right now. <laughs> and I think it was honestly the best decision he could have done for me is is to let me make that decision on my own because I really grew as a person. Living on my own for, I wanna say it was only like six months and then I had to move back. But living on my own um, made me realize how much I missed him and my mom and my family. Um, they saw me every once in a while, but like I remember this one time I was sick when I was living outside of my parents' house and my dad brought me soup. Um, he brought me medicine and um, he, before he left, he rubbed like vape, vape, uh, Vicks, Vicks on my back and he like gave me like a kiss on the cheek and he was like, I hope you feel better. I love you and let me know if you need anything else. And I hate doing this. I'm like getting emotional again. <laughs> Ugh. anyways um let's go ahead before we go on to the next topic at hand we're gonna take a little break so i can um so i can kind of get myself together here because i'm a mess anyways um yes we'll take a little break and we'll be right back all right, my loves, now is the perfect time to refill your wine glasses, restock that shikuchi board, or finally take that load of laundry out the dryer during this break. While you're doing that, we would like to take the time to show appreciation to the app Anchor for making it so easy to upload each episode to Apple and Spotify with just a couple of clicks for free. As a new podcast, it has taken immense stress off our shoulders, which allows us to do what we love most, consistently show up for you guys. Now, with that being said, Let's get back to the episode. All right, my loves, welcome back um, from the break. So now that I've gathered myself together because, ew, feelings, gross. I'm just kidding, you guys. If you feel your feelings... If you have feelings and you feel them, let yourself ride through them because they will come back to haunt you um, if you don't let yourself feel. But anyways, back to the Father's Day episode. My dad has always been um, the type of person to really show up. So for me, that's why I've learned that my love languages have been acts of service and quality time because any time that I needed him to be there be somewhere he would make sure that he could make it even when he was trucking and and I would tell him like hey I have a volleyball tournament or I have a game or hey um this is what's going on he would always make sure to either call me that day if he wasn't able to make it physically um and just check up on me or, you know, he would show up or like have my mom buy me flowers or so on and so forth, etc. Now, the quality time aspect of it, because my dad was mostly on the road, because we had to, he just had to make a living, you guys. Like, I do not fault him for that. My um, 
love language being quality time was the biggest thing for me is because every time he was there he was around we always made it fun so whether it was maybe working out together like going on walks or whether it was um what else would we do oh he would play music and you know we'd always be dancing and stuff like that like just very much life of the party and always wanting to be up in Adams. Like if you look at my dad now, you will never guess his age. And I think it's because he doesn't stop. Like he doesn't let his age define what he's able to do and what he is not able to do. Um, but I talk about love languages because for my father, his love language is, and I am only assuming this because this is what, you know, I've, known him my whole life so this is what I've been able to gather but I feel like his love languages are gifts and um, quality time and I think it's so important to realize why people have love languages um, and I think it, it always stems from like childhood now, his father, uh, my grandpa, was a very known man. He was the governor of where we lived in Africa. So he was very, very powerful and always busy because, you know, just powerful men are always busy. And I remember him saying that even though his dad wasn't able to be there physically for him, at times he would always make sure that he had everything like new shoes you know like um, new cars and all these things to where he felt his dad's presence with material objects and I understand that to be a very a very like with what he was able to give that you know him his his the materialistic values I understand that for my father to be very uh, important to him so um, growing up when my dad wasn't able to be there you know he made sure that he was on the road working so hard so that he can get us those things like new volleyball shoes or a car or um, I don't know like I, I want to say he, he got my my sister like golf clubs like a whole set because she was wanting to do golf at that time so he like made sure that he was breaking his back to always provide for us and I can see why it makes sense as to why he did that now because of the conversation I had with him just recently he said oh I never went without when it came to um you know my my dad providing these things and of course the quality time being when his dad was only available at the time for like the small period of time he made sure he soaked all of that in so anytime we're around him my dad's always like taking videos and you know he's always giving us hugs and giving us kisses and stuff like that because he is just enjoying the time he has with us as it's happening oh this is such a mishy episode but like I said, a special Father's Day episode. Um, but with that being said, um, my dad being from an African household um, background, you know, just culture, 
there are times where that would start to show. And so when my sister came out, my the oldest, she came out, it was a little tough on him. Now, it was a little tough on him because, I don't know, maybe it was, you know, just what would people in Africa say or, you know, like, well, aren't you supposed to be with a man at that time? And I think it took him a little bit of time to grasp his mind around the idea that, and this is what he told me recently, that he should, it shouldn't, I shouldn't care or we shouldn't care about who our daughter or our child is laying their head down with or who they are choosing to be with as long as they're a good person. Now, of course, that doesn't mean he wants us to be with anybody, but in general, he was just saying that it doesn't matter who they are as long as they're treating us right. And I think that's the biggest thing or the biggest takeaway that I've been able to 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 understand with my father because every guy that I brought home he's never given them grief even though I feel like some of them he should have you know pressed a little bit but he's never given them grief only because he trusted my instinct and this is something he's told me he goes I trust you to make that decision that this person is a good person and, and he's worthy of your time and that's why I say it's so confusing, the relationship I have with my father, because he does stuff like that that throws me off. And it's like I never know what I'm going to get with him. Now, um, another incident like this that happened recently was when the shooting happened. At, I want to say it was Uvalde um, High School. I may be saying that wrong, and so I apologize if I am. But... The shooting happened with the kids in the elementary school and it didn't hit me until the next day um, because, I don't know, I guess I wasn't processing it the day that it happened and I kind of got off of social media because I knew how, how tough it was going to be. But once I started seeing all those children, their pictures, the teachers that that died def- you know, defending or protecting the kids... I immediately started bawling in the middle of work. I called, actually, I didn't know who to call at the time because I didn't want to call my sister because, you know, she's also working. I didn't want her to seem, like, worried about me and try to come and and just console me because we don't need that. Well, we do need that. But at the time, I'm like, no, it's just going to make things worse. Um, But... I thought immediately to calling my dad because, I don't know, his voice and sometimes his reasoning always seems to call me at times. <laughs> um, so I called him just in tears, bawling, and he was extremely understanding, of course, you know. He let me cry and then he said I understand like it's it's heartbreaking knowing that um, people can let these things happen politicians can let these things happen 
knowing that they can very much make a change in these policies and um, instructing stricter gun laws or gun control. And he told me this, and this is something I never thought I would hear and say, because, you know, just recently they put a ban on abortions for women um, up to a certain amount of weeks, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It could have changed. Um, but he goes, it's funny, they don't want to control these people and their weapons, but all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, they're wanting to control these, these our bodies, like women's bodies. And I was like... <laughs> skirt what did she say he goes yes abortion like i don't know why they're making it illegal for women's bodies um on women's bodies to get abortions when you know they should be controlling things that like gun control and all this other stuff and i felt like i kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel when it came to our relationship, I finally felt that like I was being seen with him just truly. And I've, I've felt that, you know, before with him in the past. But this was the first time where, you know, he's brought this up or brought something like this up to where I didn't have to bring it up myself. And he told me this as well. He followed up with this. He goes, Meryl, you have to understand you have a platform now. You have your podcast. You can be the voice that people need to hear in regards to making these changes or just hearing what took place and how to how to how to you know vote for different politicians to to make better decisions on this and and so on and so forth and I was dumbfounded <laughs> because my father he's he was actually very supportive of me when I told him I was going to start a podcast um, he even told me, you know, to go into school for it as well so that I can learn more information about it and just be stronger in the subject as well, just to be better at um, at putting content out and, you know, getting these episodes to the quality of what I'm looking for. And he was so supportive. And so I don't know why it was so shocking for me for him to for me to hear that from him that you know i should use my um outlet as a form of information regarding gun control so trust me this is an episode that will be coming soon but it calmed me that moment then and there calmed me and i realized that he was right he was completely right and um going forward i you know he he checked up on me like a couple days or actually the day after making sure i was okay he even had my mom call me and my mom's like are you okay i'm like yeah we're good i've already cried it out we're good but (laughs) i he was there when i needed him and he's always will be there when i need him and he's always told me that i could you know to reach out and i think the biggest thing that i regret the most just you know we're Regarding our relationship is never reaching out to him when I'm like happy about something or when like something good is happening and just reaching out to him when like I'm sobbing in tears because he deserves to hear the good parts of my life just as much as he deserves to hear when I'm struggling and there's there are not a lot of moments where I do tell him that I'm struggling 
because I want to seem like I got everything together, which I don't. <laughs> but, you know, fake it till you make it. But that was the first time where I was able to really let go of the idea that I was going back to my dad like that's because something upset me and he consoled me and it just it just warmed my heart. Ooh. So regarding this Father's Day episode, I just wanted to tell my dad if he's listening that I think you're doing a great job. And I think you're doing a great job not because of the things that you've done in the past, but because you're always trying to be better. You're always asking us, how can I be a better dad? What can I do differently? And I think that's what makes you a great dad is because you're always wanting to improve yourself to be better for us. And I will do a better job as your daughter to make sure that I am consistently giving you the patience and the time that you need to come to terms with some things that you may not agree with completely. And I will make sure that there are times where I will agree to disagree with you because at the end of the day, excuse me, at the end of the day, the fight isn't worth having peace with him. But I just wanted to tell you, and if you're listening, Dad, like I said, I love you so much. I thank you for everything that you've done in the past for everything that you've put aside for us, for your children. And I can't wait to share more memories with you as I become more and more of an adult and I'm able to understand you more and more as a person and not just as a parent, that you're also a human being that will make mistakes and you're just, you're also learning how to be an adult yourself no matter how many years it's been oh my gosh guys i'm sorry but you always have a place in my heart you always be the first man in my heart that you know i will love and i always as much as i hate to say it but you know i always look for qualities in guys that you have shown me like always being there and making me laugh even when I am my very saddest and just realizing that you know putting the people that you love first um, and foremost is like the greatest thing so those are the qualities that I would look for in a man. And if I don't have them, then they're out of here. Um, but yeah, so this is the Father's Day episode. I guess advice I would have to state would be if you have a relationship with your, if you have a rocky relationship with your father, um, I don't know the situation and I would never want to say or assume that you should just forget about everything that they've done because absolutely not. Me and him are still having conversations that I am choosing to heal at the same time choosing to have a relationship. It doesn't have to be um, 
like those those do not have to be or be separate things i can heal while also being around you and understand that you know you're a different person than you were years back but just give them some patience if they're deserving of it only if they're deserving of it and you know for me there are times where i feel like there are there were you know issues that i really could have picked and choose uh chosen my battles uh carefully more carefully and so um i guess that's kind of the advice i'm sorry if it's kind of shitty but like i said i'm still figuring out my relationship with my father so once i have a perfect science the perfect science or a formula for it i will let you guys know but in the meantime my loves thank you so much for listening to this episode this father's day episode and i hope to hear from you soon bye for now i hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed making it and don't forget to follow us on twitter and instagram at take it from spelled f-r-u-m where you can leave reviews good or bad we want to hear from our loves lastly i'd like to thank the app anchor for allowing us to make this all happen The Anchor app makes it so easy to upload each episode, which is then shared to Spotify and Apple with just a couple of clicks for free. Thank you again for listening to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, Em, and we'll see you next time.